Welcome to Connoisseur Provocateur with Nate and Tate, a podcast for snobs by snobs, where we dive into what makes music taste and you decide if we have any. How you doing today, bro? How you doing, Booker? It's pretty good. How are you? Not too bad, man. Not too bad. Just uh, kicking it here on a nice little Sunday evening, the eve before Hollow's Eve, just kind of, you know, listening to some good music, sipping some warm coffee <laughs> yeah it's kind of fitting that we do our dessert week the day before halloween yeah we're just, the, the sweet tooth is out of control yeah we wanted to bring everybody just a bunch of songs let them speak for themselves and kind of wanted to just let you as the listeners know what songs we kind of chose we went from like stuff that we uh still play to this day but are older um, and ones that we just started jamming out to. So we went kind of do a retrospective of where our taste began to where it is now and kind of just let you guys explore all the, the differences of both me and Booker's choices. I think I'm a, a personally going to be honing in on kind of showing y'all what, because I feel like uh, my tastes kind of flutter between heavier rock and hip hop. And there's a lot of space in between that that i also but predominantly that's where i float so i'm going to be bringing um a couple couple heavy songs one that i've been listening to for a long time when i haven't like nate said and similar with uh hip-hop yeah it's kind of like my choices all you know kind of roll the same you know genre or genre adjacent kind of stuff um i just wanted everyone to kind of see You know, in this particular scope of things, you know, I have a song from 97, a song from 2005, and then a couple newer ones from the last two years. And just, you know, kind of see the adjacents um, or what ties my taste together a little bit. Um, And then maybe in the future, I'll bring my hip hop into the foray. But for now, I think I just I like the list that I have. I like what booker brought i think it's a very good kind of eclectic group of songs and um i think we'll just go ahead and get right into them yes sir so uh so for my first song uh, like i said we're going to be looking at uh the heavier side of my music taste uh i've been listening to Rage Against the Machine, I feel like as long as I've been listening to anything. I was born in 1994. This album came out, or their first, their self-titled, I think, was 94. Um, And, yeah. Uh, but I'm going to be playing you a cut from my favorite album, which is Evil Empire. Uh, the song is called Roll Right. <laughs> Thank you. 
Roll right, roll call. I love that song. Um, go ahead. I feel like this is one of those tracks that they don't play a lot in concert, or at least I've never seen them or heard of them doing that in concert. Um, I appreciate that you would choose this one over, you know, the more, you know, radio heavy songs that they play. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't know why this song, they, they don't, they don't pull it out uh, more. Um, I think that it, it might be my favorite Rage Against the Machine song. Um, I've, my, my dad started playing rage in the car with us like in like 98 probably and i had always just been so enamored by the rhythm section of rage against the machine brad and tim are just like so rock solid as a rhythm section Uh, obviously uh tom and uh, tom and zach are unreal talents and i'm not uh downplaying their talents at all but uh tim and brad's connection and the the low end that they provide like i just love that rhythm section so the drums in roll right um i don't know that's it's a ever since i heard roll right it it was just a song that's stuck in my head and literally hasn't left it for however many years 98 to now is like i i can't stop listening to it it's so good yeah it's definitely one of those um kind of very it's it's really driven by the um rhythm section like you were saying and you know you really you can never count out tom morella and zach de la Rocha at any time um, especially with like Tom's use of like the negative space, how he uses, like you were saying, um, before we started recording the, the kind of like static or the feedback to kind of fill this space and just, you know, just really jam through his lines also. And then obviously Zach's lyrics always just hit harder than anything else. You know, uh, like, like, I feel like that's the heart of what they are is anti-oppression anti uh government anti uh policing you know like uh that is always uh got a marginalized group in mind in their direction and they i mean i have i have like all of their live dvds there's one where they go to mexico city and they're like always doing a bunch of stuff for communities like these dudes are superheroes, as far as uh, you know, like in the in the spirit of punk, you know, change like shining light on paradigms that have permeated in our culture, oppressing those less fortunate, and and also benefiting off of their misfortune uh yeah it's just something that's always been at the center of their message which is uh in a roundabout way been a center of um focus for me and myself and my life um and zach helping bring that to the forefront for me anyway oh yeah um, for sure yeah I, I can't thank i can't thank rage enough for 
them doing what they do, man. Yeah, they definitely use their platform in like one of the most you know beneficial ways for the communities around them. And I I always I also you know really bought into the message because the message that they carry just makes more sense than the one that's kind of just spewed out to you and everyone else. Um, and that's maybe another topic we should get into some other time. Um, you know, we have another song from you, Booker, because we wanted to do two back-to-back older ones. Sir. Yeah, so uh, this isn't necessarily an older song, and uh, um, but but for me and my, um, my interest in hip-hop, I feel like it's a little older. Uh, I spent most of my early life listening to... Uh, rock and heavy metal uh death metal um just kind of focusing on that any rap that i was listening to was uh kind of location based so i was listening to a lot of tech nine around those younger ages but coming into young adult like 16 to uh now i guess uh really kind of hip-hop like jumped up and jumped out and you know was like hey you're listening to me now (laughs) um one of the artists that did that uh for me was mac miller um blue slide park came out 2011 and i spent like my whole senior year listening to that falling in love with mac and his the just the way that he puts his stories and everything that dude's just got so much swagger and uh Two years later, he put out, not two years. Yeah, I think it was two years later. He put out, maybe it was three. He put out, either way, he put out Faces um, in 2014. And uh, this album came out as like an EP that he made a website for where you made a sandwich on the website and then you got the EP. Uh I forgot what it was. I think it was called oldjewish.com or something like that. And um, yeah, this this EP Faces, I think, is his... I think it's his... In my opinion, it's his best work. Uh, it's got the most of him. He gave us so much with this tape. And uh, I think this is one of the defining tracks on it. It's called Rain, uh, featuring Vince Staples. Take your time when talking to a nigga, I don't waste none. Knock you off your feet and then I flee before the jakes come. Sick of hearing cases from these niggas who ain't face none. But I'ma be the nigga that they feelin' when the day come. Thirsty for the pay, young niggas let it straight. Straight bullet hit my brother in his motherfucking face. What's fate when a person don't deserve what he get? Shootin' reckless at the father, almost murdered the kid. Or is it karma for the shit that both the parents had did? Ain't embarrassed where I'm living, we get married for kills. From a family of niggas that was veteran skilled. Bold and heartless, cause my mama made me part of the guild. Deals made, selling thrills, paid the bills at the crib. Drag him down by the river, he'll be missing for years. And them funerals was usual, ain't shedding no tears. You the fallen had it better off than most of us did, cause shit. Heaven knows, heaven's gates probably closed. And these hoes in the race for the gold. We was raised on that fork in the road. No food on our plate, just the meals that we stole. Yeah. That's a flex though. 
I kept close. Sober, I can't deal. I'm in the corner with my head low. Running from my shadow. Never ending chase. Ease the pain in the battle that's within me. Sniff the same shit that got Whitney. The high heel depression. My temple fuel the metal coming out the Smith and Wesson bang. Say a prayer, leave my brains on the towel floor. My bitch hate me, always tell me I should smile more. Off them drugs that hit you in your spinal cord. This is shit I need to keep the climate warm. Wish I could get high, space migration. Pretend I can just fly the great vibrations. The magazines need a quote. But I'm gone. Sorry, I don't even know. relationship that developed between <clears throat> mac miller and earl sweatshirt mac miller and vince staples at the time that it did um just birthed some of my favorite tracks on that faces album there's a song that he has with earl on there um he does on there with earl sweatshirt uh new faces v2 um is also one of my favorites on that album uh i i like this song so much I feel like in this song he is putting uh, like so much of like his environment that he came up in and like you can feel the pain that like he feels from that you know and then the duality to uh Mac Miller's verse just fraught with uh you know his own personal struggles um yeah, I don't know. I just I just really like the song because both of these gentlemen put a lot of their own uh, pain into this song, and it just makes for a really quick, really short, really sweet look into um, into these guys' heads. Yeah, there's a lot of emotion that uh, just gets poured out in this song. You know, from Vince's first opening verse, uh, talking about like. The struggles that he went through growing up and then you get into max and his is more of like an internal struggle and the whole song uh is just seems to be about the struggle of life whether you know you, you grew up in a bad neighborhood or you know you have ongoing demons that you're trying to battle and it yeah. kind of just it's one song that you can just relate to in one way or another uh, for everyone and you can kind of maybe find a little solace in the fact that you can relate to someone else, especially to high profile guys like Mac Miller and Vince Staples. Yeah, I think that that's, I think you coined it there. The uh, the duality there, because obviously I can't, uh, you know, say that I totally feel Vince on his side of the song, you know, that's that's not my... Uh, reality but then Matt goes into his um his side where he just like can't escape his head is using and it's like damn okay yeah like that that kind of hits home a little bit you know all right and enough of uh my old songs Nate let's uh let, let's see what you uh you brought for dessert 
Would you bring? Would you bring my? What, what sweets did you bring my my mouth? I am uh, serving up a, a track um, by Silent Majority called Cross Crowded Rooms. Um, they're a melodic hardcore band from Long Island, uh, New York. If you didn't know where that is for some reason, um, they released this uh, album. is called Life of a Spectator in '97. Um, on it, Cross Crowded Rooms and a few other just kind of seminal tracks from that era of New York, you know, melodic hardcore. Um, it influenced a bunch of those late, you know, 90s, early 2000s hardcore emo uh, bands that were coming up in New York around the time, um, especially one of my favorite bands, Bayside. I found this track um, from an interview their lead singer Anthony did, and he was like, yeah, this is one of their best songs. He's like, when he used to go see their shows that were played in like, uh, elementary school gymnasium back in the day um, and I guess we'll just leave it at that and let everyone listen to it
good sweetness. Yeah, you know, it's 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 hard to like really talk about the impact that that song kind of had on me when I after I heard that interview. You know, I had to do some deep dives on some older older bands that were around from that time, um, like Small Brown Bike and a few others. Um, but you know, Silent Majority, that record in general is just kind of pivotal on you know kind of changing my focus uh, around that time of being just very centered on like kind of twinkly emo and having more of like a hardcore aspect brought into it some more aggression um it's weird because the subject matter kind of nearly stays the same um cross crowded rooms can mean a lot to anyone and you it's subjective really and the lyrics that or at least what i get from the lyrics is that basically you're seeing someone that you used to really like across a room that's full of people and maybe they're with, you know, a completely different group or maybe if it's like an ex-lover or something, uh, they're with another boyfriend and you're kind of just at, at at a standstill. And you don't know what to do and you're kind of broke. It's it's a pretty broken up song. Um, it gets consistently more and more broken at the end, but the aggression really just stays there. And I just kind of attach myself to that when I first heard it. I really dig the, the feel of this song. It- it feels like for 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 me and my you know l- listening um kind of feels like you know old the used um yeah i mean i can get that i you know for me i hear a lot in the uh like the guitar parts just the lead guitar parts so you hear, i hear a lot of that in bayside especially after um in 2000 like 2005 2007 record or 2005 into their 2008 record um you hear a lot of it in there um and then you get a lot of that and a lot of other you know east coast kind of you know post-hardcore bands uh you'll get it a lot in some other like even some thursday tracks or maybe some um and my next artist kevin divine you may even hear a little bit in his music um his his is more um, more on the melodic side, not so much as the hardcore, but definitely you kind of, they kind of just blend together. Um, maybe it's just like the scene that everybody was growing up in, in that area just seemed to like really do something to the, to the music there. And I, I don't know what it was that made me do it, but I just really latched on to that whole East coast kind of style. Um, and that kind of brings up me to my next song, I guess. And that's uh, cotton crush by Kevin Devine. It is one of my most played tracks, maybe uh, ever. Uh, there's so much to say. He's toured with almost like every East Coast based band over the years. Um, he joined Manchester Orchestra lead singer Andy Hole um, to create Bad Books, which is one of my favorite bands, maybe ever. Uh, he's released like ten or more albums in at least you know five live records maybe and a few more splits three bad books records the guy's the hardest working man in music i know you said that mac miller is but i (laughs) i just it's kind of like a competition maybe between those two guys they're just always going he's currently touring working man yeah yeah always working he currently touring with the goddamn band so it's kevin divine and the goddamn band um like i said cotton crush is just the tip of the iceberg when it gets into his catalog and I'm sure if you continue listening to this podcast, you'll hear plenty of Kevin Devine. 
and from Split the Country and Split the Street, this is Cotton Crush. And the bricks get laid, and they get torn up and laid again. But the bricks always get torn up again. Your friends will wait, so don't believe that shit. And they say to wait, cause trust me, your friends will not wait for you. And then you'll be stoned in some park. Just nodding your head and pinching your arms When a girl walks along, she's humming your song With your t-shirt on, and that's when you're done Oh, that's when you're done When you do it, you do it, man. Um, you've done it again. And this is like at the heart of why I wanted to do this cast with you in the first place. You uh, you show me songs that end up uh, just latching themselves to me because they're so good. This is one of them. I've never, ever heard of this guy. I don't know how. Just haven't. 
and um this song is such a good introduction. I, I like maybe not introduction i don't know like i just like from the first play like i love this song and just the the way that the lyrics are put to the ebbs and flows of it like um uh yeah i don't know i don't know i just love the way that he puts his lyrics to the peaks and valleys of the song uh everything about it is just really good i like it a lot now you talk about it <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's it's you know it's it's hard to really you know you did say a lot there he is very it's very well crafted it's everything's to be in the per, in the perfect spot the lyrics um you know you think about it as like sift through the static for a simpler self and you're trying to you know shed all of the things that kind of held you back in the past and you're kind of going going towards the future you know it's it's kind of great and then you get to the end and then it's kind of very dissonance it's got a lot of dissonance it's very staticky itself and you're like you you know he spent the whole song telling you to shed the static and then he kind of closes out with it it's like it's almost like you know that is inescapable but he brings it back and he owns it and the song just has always just grasped me um and i've i've listened to it you know thousands probably of times it's one of my favorite songs by kevin devine and i just i can't gush about it anymore uh than i already have you know i share it you know it's one of those ones that i do share but i also keep it close to where it's like only my really like close friends like know about my you know basically love for his music and i just uh, i just don't know what, to, what else to say it's, it's it says it for itself there's this line in it that uh, kind of sticks with me and makes me really think it's the maybe we need to be hollowed to get up and grow uh, and stop fucking around uh, kind of like I um, talking about like, you know, shed it like sacrificing parts of yourself to uh, get to a place of, uh, I don't know, whether it be financial uh, success, uh, career, like what, whatever you decide to chase in your adulthood, you're sacrificing things about the younger self, you know, to come to grips with, uh, what you're coming into in your older, almost like at, at points probably like don't recognize yourself. And, uh, that's a really scary feeling, uh, that recently in my life, like kind of, come into it like you what you wake up at odd times of the night like where am i who am i what's going on what is this and, and i feel like that's kind of like for me something that like happens when you're kind of following a path that isn't for you or maybe it is for you and that's just kind of what you're willing to sacrifice to get to that next point. But yeah, I just wanted to say that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, it definitely ties in with what I said about like, you know, you're shedding something to get to a better place. And I think that right. his lyrics just kind of speak that in this song, but you know, you, you have to really appreciate 
all of the music that's there too. You know, I just, I can't, I can't like, I'm most of the time when I listen to his stuff, I just, I just sit back and listen a little, almost like drooling, um, Mm -hmm. like just turn my brain off and just kind of just listen and listen closely. And then I'll go back and I'll listen to it again with more, you know, intention about like finding things out. And his music has always done that for me. And I really appreciate what that has done for my musical taste just from the get go when I heard his stuff. Um, the person that shared him with me, I, you know, definitely needs all the kudos. Uh, maybe he'll have to come on here and speak about it for himself. But yeah. without further ado, I'll let you get into your newer track that you like. Right on, right on. Okay, so uh, we're yeah we're now getting into uh, the songs that we're jamming recently along similar veins. Um, for me, uh, this first song we're going where we were went roll right, Rage Against the Machine, kind of like looking at like my heavier side. Uh, this is kind of my heavier side, like what I'm listening to now. Uh, it's a lot. Uh, what I'm listening to now, as far as heavy stuff, is a lot of hardcore, a lot of uh, deathcore, um, and this song is by a b- band called Kublacan, a band that I've seen three times this year. Only just started listening to them like two years ago. They've probably been around for a long... They I, Well, they have been around for a while. But I only just started listening to them a, a couple of years ago. Um, and I uh, already, got, already got my chin checks. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, w- without further ado, uh, this is uh, from their uh, newest EP. Um, and this is called Swan Song.
feeling that I'm worthy and just because I have something, I don't have to use it as a tool, meaning my tits, my ass, and my pussy. That I can come higher with my brain. I've learned that a real person, you do not have to take shame for anything that you do when you did it for a means to an end. And I've learned to not be ashamed of anything that I've done and that my todays and my yesterdays, they can be my business, but I can share with the world. Don't be ashamed of it. Learn something from it. And whenever you have to do it, you can call it what you want to. But I'm still, you got to survive. Yeah, so that, um, that last little sample there uh, was a clip uh, taken from um, one of the many interviews on Mark Leda's um, Soft White Underbelly YouTube channel uh, and Kubla Khan and their new EP uses a couple samples from those interviews uh, throughout. And it's that's very special to me because I spent a lot of the pandemic uh, watching those watching those stories um watching those people pour their hearts out uh and just tell their stories this is uh this is uh sex workers this is drug addicts this is uh con men this is um recovering addicts this is this is just about anybody who's got a story to tell on this channel. And I, I, I got to catch up with uh, Matt Honeycutt at the, at the show that I went to. And we, we just kind of chat, chatted very briefly about uh, soft white underbelly and our appreciation for it. Um, but yeah, and that song also was a uh, hardcore vocalist named Scott Vogel. Scott Vogel is in bands, buried alive and terror um very very good metal vocalist i i and super recognizable uh cadence and everything uh i just I, I love that song so much um it it's a heartbreaking story and uh also just super heavy heavy hitting uh kubla khan just uh you know knuckle dragon all around the pit i i love this music i love hardcore yeah you can you can sense like the aggression obviously of the song and how angry they are for the people and kind of like the less fortunate so you kind of like kind of stuck the nail on the head with rage going from rage to this um it's kind of like a shared message between the two at least this song and most rage stuff it's like definitely yeah, looking for out sure. for the less fortunate kind of bringing you know a light to this, their stories and humanizing them in a way that doesn't happen very often. Um, I think hardcore at its heart is, um, you know, very much carrying the spirit of Rage Against the Machine, you know, uh, stand up for the disenfranchised, those who can't uh, stand up for themselves, you know, speak about their, uh, the, the evils and the crimes being done to them and uh kind of bring a light to their reality because they are people too 
a lot of people that'll just like not even look at the person panhandling on the corner, you know, just because they're there, like they're people too. Um, yeah, and and <laughs> uh, to shift from uh, yeah that that content to uh, something uh, a little more boppy, uh, I brought a song with me from one of my favorite new rappers uh, goes by the name of uh, JPEG Mafia. I recently got to see him play with um, Turnstile here in Kansas City at the Uptown Theater. And uh, I've been listening to JPEG for a little bit. Uh, so seeing that show was really, really special to me. The It's a whole story. I couldn't afford a ticket. A ticket was gifted to me. It just it it was so crazy, and um, but uh, with me today I brought uh one of his newer songs, uh called Hazard Duty Pay. You think you know me? Something that's always um, drawn me to JPEG is uh, the confidence that he puts out in himself and his production. He is, he like Mac Miller, is 
a uh, producer rapper who makes uh, all of his own all of his own beats, except when Kenny Beats throws them on some. But for the most part, he does all of his own production, and he flows like that. Like he's got like he puts out so much confidence in himself and his abilities that like you can't you just can't you can't deny it. You're just like, oh, Peggy is feeling himself. And that's what I feel like a lot of this song is, is him just being like, yeah, well, uh, I made it through the pandemic. What's next? Like, people trying to, like, keep me down. I fucking, I get a label, toss it, you know, use, use them and use them and boot them like the burners. Uh, yeah, I, I, I love, I just love JPEG Mafia. He's uh, he's such a talent, and when you see him, the dude doesn't have a DJ. He's literally making plays from a laptop, and then like he'll come over to his laptop, be talking shit, play the song, and then just fly at you like a fucking angry honey badger, you know, and just flail about, and then he'll just calmly get behind his laptop and like do his thing. I yeah, I love Peggy. Yeah, that song is awesome. Uh, you know, I've only listened to one other song by him, and it was on, I'm pretty sure it was, Kenny Beats' YouTube page. And, uh, dude, his pro- his production value in that in that song specifically is just insane. The bass line, all the samples that he incorporated. Uh, man, but I really dig the shit out of that bass line. I don't, I don't know what to say about it. It's, it's like Thundercat came in on the song himself and just wrote it. Yeah, he's got a great ear for composition. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I feel like uh, he shouldn't just be considered for his rapping ability. Like, he should be in the conversation as, like, one of the better producers in the game as well. That uh, any, literally any rapper that does their own production and raps as good as these cats rap deserve flowers. We're talking JPEG. We're talking Eric the Architect from Flatbush Zombies, Mac Miller. Um, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming up with, uh, I'm blanking on it. Frank, Frank Ocean, Tyler the Creator, um, Earl. Uh, these guys, they're just so, so good. So good. Flowers to them. Flowers to all of them. All right. Yeah. For sure. Uh, I, you know, there's not, there's not too many guys out there that, you know, don't have like a beat maker. And you, you see these guys that are just doing everything. You know, they're really, you know, doing their craft how they want it to be done. And, you know, still, you know, doing the grind like it's been day one. And there's a few artists out there that I really like that do the same thing. Um, and I'm sure we'll bring them up eventually, but let's go ahead and, uh, yeah, let's dive right into your, uh, final, final dessert course here. What are the <laughs> little ditties you, you brought for my ear jinglies? So I brought a kind of more of a brilliant, uh, track called the gang gets emo. Um, it's from New Jersey's a band called American Beauty. Uh, they bring a little bit of Midwest, so to speak, as for them as the as a style of like emo 
emo mu- music they play. And uh, I guess in that, we kind of had something in common a little bit. It's kind of like a inside story tell about me, but uh, I just kind of fall in love. I fall in love with that opening riff and the bass line, which a lot of people can't really hear. You kind of have to go searching for it. And uh, I didn't really hear it my first time listening through. I kind of just was just, you know, in awe of of just that opening riff. And it kind of comes back in later in the song. But then when I went back through and listened to the bass line, I was just like, this goes really insanely hard um and the the lyrics come in tie in in like a certain sort of like relatability to the track like instantly with the lyrics you're just like okay i've i almost feel like i've been in this situation before i've done something similar and i guess in about a minute you'll know why i chose this track uh, over a few others
okay yeah that's uh that was uh again gets emo and obviously that's a always sunny reference and they include the always sunny at the beginning and that song I w- go ahead i wasn't gonna bring it up until the end but yes the uh the the obvious um uh sunny reference is probably the lowest on the list of awesome things about this track uh it's it just embodies everything that i really like about this genre the swingy the swinginess the quick guitar work like uh, love it yeah it's it's uh it's one of those tracks that uh, lyrics wise i definitely relate a lot to it makes it transports me to a thing and i instantly think about one person when i uh when i listen to it and it's kind of like um when you listen to the the track uh, just like the instrumentals I mentioned the bass line um, you can really hear it at the end and at the beginning specifically but it doesn't like fade away in the middle it's actually just still always going it's still lifting up the track from the bottom and then you hear like obviously the twinkliness of, of the guitars with the finger tapping and uh, especially those breaks around a minute and then a, a little bit after and then at the very very end with the longer tapping you know not really solos, but uh, kind of like bridge work to get into the next part. It really ties that all together. And then, um, yeah, obviously the vocals and the lyrics definitely mean a lot to to why I chose this song and why this song kind of just still holds its place in my, you know, top, you know, listen to songs. Um, it's just, I, I just, I love the track. And uh, I wanted to share it with everyone because I think that everyone else will really like it, whether you like the lyrics or not. The music in it just it it's just there, you know. It just does something that not a lot of other tracks will do. Um, it just ties everything, you know. Good instrumentalists do well together. You know, the the drum solid, you know, the bass line solid, the two guitars solid, all of them. The vocals on top, just the icing on the cake. Not little dessert reference there at the end i dig that <laughs> yeah you gotta you gotta tie it all together too you know I, I bringing it around yeah i guess for the final one i have is kind of more an eclectic song um it's from a band uh, a band um it's hard to call them a band i guess when they play live they're a band but uh it's one guy uh, his name's noah weinman but he goes uh by runner with uh, three n's uh when he plays music and he he dabbles with some other artists he's definitely frequently combining uh with i i think it's his um girlfriend helen valentine or her name is on her stage name is skull crusher they do kind of like an eclectic kind of blending of of musical styles and genres um he's a multi-instrumentalist and you can kind of hear it specifically on this track for yourself um but you you can like I said, you feel the genres blending into all of his music, not just this one. He has like really subtle nods to kind of adjacent genres. Uh, he pretty much effortless, effortlessly blends folk, indie pop, and some emo along with it. Seems like all my tracks today are you know emo or emo adjacent. Um, and he has just track after track. Uh, he has a few EPs, a couple of you know LPs that are are just as smooth and i won't spoil any more of it but i do love how the song ends and without further ado here is eggshell
Joe, dude like what a nice 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 element yeah I, you know it really combines well with you know the acoustic and then the piano um the the drumming it almost you know sounds like uh almost electronic um but you know it's probably hard to do you know seven instruments at once so i don't blame him there um but, but god that banjo is just beautiful and every time he plays it in a song i think every time i hear uh banjo in any song that you know you're not expecting it to be in it's always just like yeah cream every time 
literally every time it gets brought up i'm like oh my god the banjo there it is <laughs> yeah there it is it's the banjo he plays it about a minute in and that's why i kind of was like yeah i'll let you guys kind of figure that out and then at the end he just closes it out with it very kind of beautifully it just br- it brings everything together the the lyrics are very metaphorical and definitely leave a lot to interpretation but you can almost feel like this was one of those, you know, it was, it came out in 2019, but it feels like a pandemic track where all of us were, you know, stuck in our houses cooking all the time. Um, you know, trying not to, you know, be the worst cooks in America all at the same time. And also kind of, you know, we should be really enjoying the, the time that we, we are, are, you know, have, even though, you know, things aren't in the greatest of situations or we're not the best at certain things, kind of just still enjoy it. And that's kind of 100%. what I grasp from that song and kind of just listen to all of his like songs ever since I discovered him every time a new song comes out I'm just like I'm gonna check it out just because of what he brings to the table as far as being a multi-instrumentalist and just the techniques and everything that he employs on just one song by itself it doesn't he could you know use banjo on one song and mandolin on another he doesn't have to have them all on the same one but he does and he does it so freaking awesomely yeah, musicians that are able to do that kind of stuff, uh, like, like him, uh, Bill Murray, uh, if you've heard of him, uh, I think he was a guitar was the guitarist for Attack Attack. But yeah, these these cats that are just multi instrumentalists and masters of composition, just able to bang out sick sick originals like this. Treasures, man. Yeah. And they're like unsung treasures because people are, you know, he doesn't have a lot of like, you know, weekly listeners on Spotify, but I feel like he should. And it's kind of like the purpose of, of this of this whole podcast really is kind of bring a light to the unsung artists that are out there, kind of the ones that are missed by, you know, the radio stations and stuff like that. And that definitely earn their, their playtime, at least in my book. Uh, I would rather hear this music on the radio than some of the other songs. Um, you know, I'd, I'd, it'd be it wouldn't be surprising to me at all how many people would probably enjoy hearing this and this kind of stuff just on a daily radio station yeah to go back to the banjo you know uh like when a banjo comes in it's like a it's like when your your friend comes back and you haven't seen him for a really 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 long time uh you know it's very familiar friendly face yeah i've never seen somebody angrily playing a banjo so, yeah, I can. It's always a friendly face. Uh, well, so you just you saying that I did literally last night. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. <laughs> I'm not even. I'm not even kidding, bro. I'm literally not even kidding. Well, it, I think that's the the dessert the dessert first episode. You know, um, I I loved you know just sharing songs with everyone. Hopefully everyone sticks around. We plan on doing this style of episode every every third um, or so. Um, and if we bring people on, we'll let them kind of share their own, you know, singles that they're just dying to play for everyone. Eat your vegetables, drink water, yep. enjoy your des- enjoy the dessert, and yep. uh, yeah, we'll we'll be serving up dessert semi regularly. So you're welcome. Let's all get fat on the dessert. Oh, I'm down. I'm down to get a little Gordo Primo. 
Hey snobs, make sure that you all follow us on Spotify for additional episodes and playlists. And feel free to interact with us on Instagram where we post updates about the show and more. Feel free to share all the snobbery with your friends. Thanks y'all for listening. Thanks everyone. All right. Take care now. Bye-bye then. Thank <laughs> you.